0: Good morning everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHS Denver, where we talk about some of the best things that I can even imagine. Hold on, let me turn my music down. Um because what we talk about is See, I'm always messing it up one way or another. Anyway, <laughs> we bring to you The people who are doing really amazing things in this world um, and who give of themselves and who give their knowledge, who care, who serve, who create, who love, who who are here to live big and to guide and to help others live big. And that's what the show is about. We're about bringing you truth in health to the very best of our knowledge and health is personal, uh, it's financial, it's, it's physical, mental, emotional, relational, you know, health is, is so many things. Um, it's mindset, right? And so all of these things go into creating a big life where we all are doing the big things that we're here and intended to do. Um, what I know is, because I see it in practice all the time, is when we don't feel well, It's hard to live big, and it's hard to do those things, and um, I am so blessed to uh, have contact with people who are living big themselves, but in order to serve others and to help people live their best lives. So, today we have Jess Kelly, founder of Oncology Nutrition Institute and one of my former uh, uh, instructors at when I was in Nutrition School, the Nutrition Therapy Institute. So thank you for being here. I've been waiting for months for this.
1: <laughs> thank you so much.
0: It's so fun to finally be able to chat. I know. I know. It's going to be good. It's going to be so much fun. And so a little bit, oh, before I get into history, we always start the show with gratitude. Gratitude can change the world. And I know I say it all the time, and it's that big woo-woo thing, you know, You know, how can gratitude change the world? Well, gratitude can change our biochemistry, gratitude change our vibration, and what we put out into the world, and what we put out, we're gonna get back, and gratitude is amazing. It can start, you, if you start your day with gratitude, it can change your day, um, positively. So, what are you grateful for?
1: Well, I love that you start your show with this because mm-hmm. my mantra is gratitude and attitude is everything. Uh, so, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm on the same page as you. And I'm grateful for so many things, but I think just as you started talking and doing the intro, I'm really grateful for the health, my health, and the health of my family to just wake up every day and have, be able to use our toes and our fingers and our brains and our legs and be able to um feel good and have energy and um and mental health balance and I'm just grateful for health, you know. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one stubbed toe to <laughs> how close <laughs> we are to being like you know wreck your weeks, you know? So yeah. just I'm really grateful to have be living in a healthy body and that my family is too.
0: Yeah. That's It's so good. And it's something that I've been doing um, over the last, I don't know, week is during my meditation and my own sort of gratitude time that I have in the mornings is I've started, we all have our own body issues, right? And so I've started going, instead of looking in the mirror and saying, oh man, it's like I am so grateful for this healthy body that I have. It is perfect in God's eyes, you know, God's the one who created it, and it is strong, and it is healthy, and I need to appreciate it, and so I've been going through and just being like, grateful for my brain and just thoughts, and grateful for my eyes for seeing, and my mouth for talking, and tasting delicious food, and my heart, and all of these things that just kind of go through from top to bottom, and I've been, I'm just like, I'm so grateful for all of these things, and it really changes your mindset, you know, about even the little things that maybe you don't like about yourself, you know. Oh,
1: completely. Mm-hmm. I actually have a quote on my desk that says, "Be thankful for what you have; you'll end up having more." Yeah. stay on what you don't have; you will never have enough. So it's like. It's true abundance and gratitude and then you're like wow things are pretty awesome <laughs> yes so yeah
0: it's, it's a mindset you're right it is it is it's it's an interesting place um you know and I say this every week where I'm you know going through my own journey of learning of expanding of uh you know being grateful uh, you know developing and and creating more of a relationship with God and all of these things and I'm just kind of trying to do you know that are that are good that are more rounded and it's it it has to be intentional but then it starts to become habit and it really I feel elevated do you know what i mean and i don't know i think that makes sense but it's a great feeling yeah mm-hmm
1: well, you know, if we're going to go down the woo train for a minute, yeah, it's vibration, right? Yep. So humans are vibration. You know, healing is vibration. Mm-hmm. So if you lift up your energy, then you travel to a different frequency, and that's
0: it's true. It is true, and I would I I want to add on to that and say we 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 think about it, and I in the past have thought about it as as woo, but it's it's. I mean, it's backed by science. You know, we're created by energy. I mean, we are all energy. The sun is energy. The earth is energy. We're energy, and we can put out high energy, and we can put out low energy. And I prefer high. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I think I I said what I'm typically grateful for. Well, you know, talking about my body and and just being grateful for you know the, the strong body that I have, but. Um, we were talking earlier about the holiday weekend and what we were able to do over the weekend. And so we just went to the mountains and we, I'm grateful to have places that we can go to that are almost, I mean, just almost completely remote. And it, I mean, four days with my husband and me and our three dogs, running and playing and in the water and cooking over a fire and making coffee over a fire and just in sleeping and Something that I never do is meditate when I'm outside of my house. It you know It's it's not my habit, and so I never do it this time. I got up. I Had the sun on my face and meditated and it was it was amazing, so I'm Again, you know, so like these tiny little steps that I'm, you know, feel myself moving forward and and just, you know, creating creating more. It's good stuff. So super grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a little bit of history here, um, which is really fun, and I alluded to this a little bit when I did the promo for the show earlier. But um, when I was in school, there I'm, I'm sure it was uh, it was the was the detox program, I believe that, that we that you were my instructor for nutrition yeah, and I detox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Your whole file, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did she do? I think she did great. <laughs> I, I, she did.
0: I was very proud of myself. All A's through through every class, every you know, and I did the accelerated program. So I was like, I'm getting through it and making all A's, and I did. It was awesome. So, um, so it was the, the what. What and I told you this when we talked a little while ago was what I remember so vividly was um, we were talking about thyroid issues and I, I must have put in a protocol on a test or something iodine and you're like for Hashimoto's for for autoimmune conditions you never put for for autoimmune thyroid you never put anybody on iodine ever and I was like okay got it and I've never forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm unlasted, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and a lot of things do, but that's one that even I was sp- talking with a physician one time. She was talking about how she treats her her patients with Hashimoto's, and she puts them on iodine. And I, I think my face went, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "You don't do that." I was like, "No." So <laughs> it's it's interesting the things that stick. But um, not too long ago, and I think. I think that this is the correct order, that we, that we you, I think you had reached out on LinkedIn, I was like, oh my gosh, I know her, and we connected. But before we actually talked, and I, knew exa- and I knew what you did at that point because it was all over LinkedIn, but my mother was diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is a form of brain cancer. And so it took six weeks from diagnosis to her passing which is a whirlwind and I I I felt like it was a crash course in brain cancer obviously specifically glioblastoma and a crash course that I could do nothing with you know and it was is this heartbreaking place but it was at that time I think it was right after she passed that we were able to get together and to talk and it's such an it's such an interesting her situation was interesting and so quick, but what is so amazing about what what you do is, you know, so Jess and her her nutrition oncology institute help people and certify and teach people in getting through. And I should probably let you talk about this better than I am, but um, getting through treatment. And you also work with people who are not going through treatment, correct? Yeah. So. This is a place where we might have this really scary diagnosis, but there's so much that can be done. Um, And it's so important to to find your team, to find your team who can surround you, who can love you, who can guide you and help you through these situations. Or if you have a history of it and you just want to avoid it, that's great too. This is, food is so basic and so integral to being healthy and creating health when you're in a place of dis-ease that we need so desperately people like Jess and Remission Nutrition and Jen Nolan who we've had on and Oncology Nutrition Institute. So I'm gonna stop for a minute and quit rambling and let you talk about, I wanna know, well I want everybody to know, you know, what brought you here? You know, that's not as far as I know what you were doing when you were my instructor and you have come to this amazing place and built this this amazing institute. So what got you here, what motivates you, what excites you, all of the things I want to know.
1: Yeah, well thanks, and it's so fun to be chatting about all this and I just, we've come so far, I just kind of want to snap back to that Hashimoto's conversation for a second. So, we've come so far since, you know, I was in school and you were in school mm-hmm. and learning about truly personalizing nutrition. So, we've come a long way from being speaking in absolutes, right? You can't ever say, you have Hashimoto's, you can't have iodine, you have breast cancer, you have to have soy. We can no longer speak in absolutes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's sort of really important because nutrition's come to this place where it's like, I'll meet bad, it's like, no, 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 we have to start getting deeper and deeper into details, and I kind of switched from um, consulting, actually, uh, several years ago after my dad passed from GBM. I had been doing nutrition consulting for several years, sort of while I was also teaching, And, um, and I just got PTSD from it. I was like, this was so, it was crazy being on the other side, like, it was great to be a practitioner, and tell people, okay, you've got cancer and this is what you do, but then, you know, when you're on the other side of the mm-hmm. screen, it kind mm-hmm. of flips. So, I realized that in working with the oncology population, it's complex. Mm-hmm. There's different chemotherapies, there's immunotherapies, there's so much to know and and learn and do safely, so... I looked around when I was practicing nutrition for a way to get more deeper education, specifically in oncology nutrition, and the only thing out there was for registered dietitians. If they could prove a thousand hours in the field and take a test, then they would be oncology dietitians. And I'm, well, I'm not an RD, and so we, you know, as we were writing the book, I started developing this. Oncology nutrition program um, as a way to help train other people mm-hmm. in the field of oncology nutrition, holistic, metabolic, integrative, modern. Like we've mm-hmm. come a long way from it. short, we need to we need to oh
0: step my gosh.
1: into uh, you know the twenty first century here, maybe even out of the nineteenth or mm-hmm. anyway. So we're really um, you know our program is it's forty weeks of classes and um, it's based on over a thousand research papers and part of it is uh, the metabolic approach to cancer the book that i co-wrote and um it's been great we're working with medical oncologists and medical doctors and do's and nurses and uh acupuncturists and rds and all these people and i've been so surprised at how many people are out there and the medical doctors especially Mm -hmm. who are like i didn't learn this in medical school and i just read recently in a paper that one in three people who get diagnosed with cancer will ask their doctor what to eat yep. and yep. the prevailing thing has been doesn't matter just don't mm-hmm. lose weight Yeah. It's like nice. no we can do so much better we can do mm-hmm. so much better and so having these doctors being a little bit more open than when I started doing this 10 years ago is great so um, we're really able to, to train people to be able to speak confidently um, about oncology nutrition because it's scary and the people mm-hmm. are Pretty sick, and they're on a lot of different medications, and you don't want to do anything that can compromise them, right? Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is build people up so that they do great through their treatments, and they can withstand, you know, some of these longer, you know, surgical healing and those type of things. So um, that's kind of the more recent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Where
1: I am, so um, but that's sort of where I'm sitting today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And real quick, I want, I want to make sure, because when you said GBM, GBM is glioblastoma. So everybody knows, so it's a, you know, a, a sad connection that we have. You lost oh. your dad and I lost my mom. And the sad thing, too, is this used to be considered a rare type of cancer. And I think that it no longer is. Um, the, you know, it, I think also when when you're focused on it, it kind of comes out of the woodwork and you hear a lot more about it. And so I I understand that as well. But I was at a um, conference a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about GBM or glioblastoma and how it has just gone through the roof as as well as lots of other types of rare cancers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're in an interesting and, uh, we're gonna leave it in an interesting place with that, <laughs> and you know, it's 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 hard and it's frustrating, but um, ha- like I said, having people on your side who are like Jess and all the people that she's training is important, and I, w- I wanna hit on something real quick. I've told this story multiple times, but in case somebody hasn't heard it before, I have to hit on it because it's so important. What I know is when, So I dealt, I had, uh, my husband's dad had uh, metastatic prostate cancer and so we lost him to that. And through that process, his, my husband's mom has always been very healthy, very uh, in tune with the body and she knows, you know, for the most part what's right and wrong as far as eating well. But she, they did just that. What can we feed him to help him? So the, the the dietitian at the hospital sent them down to the pharmacy to get this protein powder that was when I looked at it it was full of sugar and it was a, it was a I, I can't remember all the details but it was terrible yeah and so she bought it anyway out of fear. She's like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to buy this. And what do I do, Nikki? What do I do? I'm like, you know that this isn't going to be beneficial. And so there's so much fear around this when when and I also want to talk about insure, but um, there's so much fear around this when what you do and what what the I think what the goal is is to empower people to understand that there are options, and there are things that we can do, and to build your team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I did an interview yesterday, and I was saying that I think that you need a farmer on your healthcare team. Yeah. So you need, we need to kind of create this this beautiful integrative team and it's food first. I mean, food is the oldest form of pharmaceutical medicine. Like it should be your frontline treatment. And so once you establish that food quality part, and you know, that's what's missing from a lot of these conversations. All meat's bad. Well, come on, there's tons of published papers out there showing Grass-fed, grass-finished beef has far higher nutrient mm-hmm. content, omega-3, preformed vitamin A, compared to kfo meat. It's like, yeah. we have to start being more specific mm-hmm. and bring in this food quality piece. Because if you're eating processed foods with, you know, any type of meal replacement product, if you're seeing soybean oil or high fructose corn syrup or sugar at all on the label, or if it's in a package period your body, your enzymes, and your genes do not recognize it. So we need to be eating food that we are genetically tuned to eat if we want to avoid uh, sort of a cascade of things that can develop into a cancerous process. You know, with the 10 recognized hallmarks of cancer, we know that cancer cells, are they're, they're incredibly intelligent and they have to bypass all these different sort of security gatekeepers in our body that are designed to hold cancer growth in check. And when those, you know, immune system surveillance and all these different things, but when our body is depleted, so 90% of Americans are depleted in at least one nutrient. Mm-hmm. Let's just start there. Right. I mean, it's it's been co- but testing for vitamin D in, um, in some recent things, including COVID and um, in some cases cancer, is considered low hanging fruit. Why are we not right. putting a vitamin D test mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. run of the mill? I mean, right. if, if I can accomplish one thing in my in my career, it's to get vitamin D levels to be part of an annual screen. I mean, come on, we we know this. It's like, why is it being ignored? And I think that the journalist in me is like, okay, time to to keep the flashers on here because Mm -hmm. we're ignoring it. And so why are we ignoring nutrition? Like it needs to be part of the standard of care because we're made out of what we eat. So kind of basic. Well,
0: yeah, it is, and and that on top of the assumption that you know the, the 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 general guideline for for vitamin D is at thirty, which is sad and pathetic. So on top of just not running it on a regular basis, and I see it all the time when I'm looking at labs, like, where's your vitamin D? You know, you have an autoimmune condition. <laughs> What's going on? And And so, functionally, you know, we want to see D from, I always tell people, depending on their situation, 70 to 100, some people say 60 to to 80, you know, kind of depends on who you're working with, but 30 is not sufficient, and we're seeing people at, you know, 15 and 10, and, you know, it's it's crazy, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I agree with you. Go ahead, were you about to say something?
1: No, I, I, it's just, it's shocking that we would ignore or choose to not test some of those things and then you know I had a pediatric client years ago dealing with depression and you know all these other things and we test her vitamin d and it was like 16. So wait a second we can do something as harmless without side effects as vitamin D, but yet we're going to prescribe this kid all sorts of pharmaceutical agents, which there's a time and a place. I'm integrative. There's a time and a place for all types of pharmaceutical interventions and chemotherapy, all that stuff. But come on, let's slap mm-hmm. a little drop of mm-hmm. vitamin D in there, and let's and let's see if we can start turning some people around. Right. Because that's yeah. what we can do, and that's the mm-hmm. power of nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nutrition is it's a very rewarding career that I'm sure you've done because once you start changing people's what they're eating i mean i can't tell you how many times i've had people be like i feel better now than before i got cancer you know it's like i'm eating i'm sleeping i'm Mm -hmm. pooping like Mm -hmm. i've got energy it's like yeah those quality of life things like let's pick those up and it builds up the resilience to some of these other conditions that are plaguing us i mean the estimates now are Half of everyone's going to get diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. Like that's unacceptable. It's it not, is it's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. we need to start really digging in and uh, and coming up with some solutions um, quick because what we're doing is not working from a prevention standpoint right. at all.
0: Right, right, absolutely. I want to hit on um, the the insurer real quick because uh, this this actually was a story that I was going to tell and I got sidetracked off. You know my 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 in laws. But they're related because it's all about the food. Uh, and and when I got out of nutrition school, I was approached by because my in my history I sold pharmaceuticals, right? So I have that on my resume. Then I get out of nutrition school, and I was I was recruited to interview for a company who and they didn't tell me this at the time, but they all they said was it was a pharmaceutical company expanding their nutrition line, like. Okay, maybe let's check it out. Figured out that it was insure that I would be selling into oncology. And so what does this mean? Let's, let's, I want to break it down a little bit. You know So we look at the ingredients of insure. It is sugar and soy uh, and corn syrup, I believe, and uh, all of these things that are not health building. Uh, they are not nutrient dense and in in a lot of cases, and this gets a little bit outside of my comfort zone, you know, but but we know that at least some cancers are fueled by sugar. Um, And so it's, no matter whether it's fueled or not, sugar is inflammatory no matter what. So what we're doing is we're watching this company take this product that is actually cancer causing, bringing it into the oncology department. And giving it to patients who are going through treatment who already have cancer and feeding them a cancer causing product.
1: Yeah, so, you know, and not to totally throw insurance under the bus. Like, okay. we think about where we first started with chemotherapy, where we first started with radiation. Boy, we learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes, did a lot of trials, did a lot of these different things, and, and that has, has progressed over the years to become better and more effective right mm-hmm. so insure is sort of the first thing we we ever really had for clients or or, or, or patients right okay. so they get this muscle wasting process mm-hmm. that's driven by inflammation and our knowledge because nutrition as a science is a, is a little it's younger and so it was like okay it made sense it was formulated to provide calories mm-hmm. and with calories has been the focus a long, long time if you, you know, in the calories in, calories out equation. But, you know, in the last 20 years, the last 10 years, the last five years, we've learned that calorie, we've come so far from just the calories in, calories out. So, yes, Ensure has, has met the caloric needs of people, but um, it's, it's time that we improve upon it. I mean, mm-hmm. It's time to improve upon uh, what we're giving people because we're pretty darn sure high fructose corn syrup is not good for your liver and we're pretty (laughs) darn sure that genetically modified soybean oil is going to increase your amount of omega-6 fatty acid profile compared to omega-3 fatty acid Mm -hmm. profile and because inflammation is such a big part of the cancer process and also of cachexia this is another thing that we need to be testing is these omega-3-6 ratios and folks so we don't get enough of these healthy mm-hmm. omega-3 fatty acids and preformed fish sources we're getting a ton of omega-6 fats in our diet so um, so I, you know I, I think that the people who started they tried right but now it's time to we got to step it up a little bit and those companies have the the money um, and the ability to do it so hopefully they're listening and we can start yeah. adding some perian density into what we're giving uh, folks who are in the hospital. So, um, we know uh, from the literature that, um, you know, a lot of cancer cells, especially glioblastoma multiform, which is why I'm such a big fan of this, you know, cancer cells have the ability to upregulate their rate of glycolysis, which Mm -hmm. is basically, I like to use the analogy of, of cancer cells like a growing teenage boy, they're like, they me more. Like I yeah. can just gulp and gulp and gulp because I'm growing and I'm growing and I'm growing. So, um, they just can upri- They can eat so much more. Um, and so and they like uh, glucose is a preferred fuel source. We do know that the cancer cells can also use amino acids and lipids. So glucose is not the sole uh, fuel source for all cancer cells. Um, however, there are some cancers that definitely depend more on sugar, and that would be brain cancer because um, your brain is so much, it, it uses the most amount of energy, uh, so that type of thing. So that's why what's really exciting is seeing uh, a lot of the literature coming out about ketogenic mm-hmm. diets and GBM and mm-hmm. other brain cancers and, and showing that when you shut off that supply of glucose, and we, our bodies have this incredible innate ability to switch how we burn fuel, so like... If glucose is gasoline and ketones are diesel, we can switch our our engine burning system onto ketones and it's super neuroprotective. So it's really exciting to see that coming out. So, you know, when we have folks in the hospital, we say, hey, you know, at least request, like, a diabetic formula if you're on, like, uh, you know, some of these parenteral, enteral yeah.
0: formulas,
1: yeah. you know, these tooth feeds, those kind of things, at least try to request something diabetic. I think there's some companies working on formulating some ketogenic formulas, which we do work with with some um, some tooth feed cases, but um, yeah, there's no question <laughs> that mm-hmm. sugar is a massive problem that's um, how PET scans work, you know, you drink a radioactive glucose solution and it lights up those tumor cells, yep. because they're like, yep. so, I mean, it's, it's not, I'm no neuroscientist <laughs> or neurosurgeon, <laughs> but yeah, sugar the, and the rate at which we're consuming it and how quickly it adds up in the diet is pretty amazing. So I will tell you that one of the first things that we have our students do, we used to, I used to do when I work with clients, is to just track your your intake for three days. Mm-hmm. And students who even come in and they're like, yeah, you know, I've been doing nutrition for a long time, and they're like, holy moly, I can't believe how fast sugar adds up, carbohydrates mm-hmm. add up in my diet. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. um it's just calling that awareness because we're kind of unconscious with how much sugar we eat.
0: Uh, It's very true, and you know, I I, I learned that in my, you know, for myself, you know, kind of like you said, as a nutritionist, um, I'm always experimenting and looking and playing and um, have been tracking my macros on and off for a year or so now, about a year and a half, just because I want to know, you know. It's not something that I have my clients do all the time, but I learned so much about about me, about my, my diet, about how I feel. Um, and, you know, I'll have, you know, same thing. I'll have my clients track for three days and, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to show you. and like, we can learn so much from just even just the three days. But to really kind of dig in, it can be daunting. But doing it for a month, you know, doing it for a week and understanding your macros and understanding what it is that you're, um, uh, what you're eating and what it adds up to. And that's the key is, you know, you think that, uh, having uh, uh, your one coke a day, or even your if it's like your two bananas a day, right? It's <laughs> gonna be really carby, really high in sugar, and maybe not always the best idea if you're if you're dealing with a cancer situation, or if you're diabetic, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk real quick about. Let me see what time it is. Um, actually, I want to talk about keto a little bit more and specific diets. Uh, but I need to take a quick break. I want to talk about our sponsor, who is CellCore Biosciences. Um, do you use CellCore at all? Yeah. No. Okay. Um, but I appreciate them. Uh, they are great at what they do. Uh, they are innovative in their approach to getting to the foundation of health and supporting mitochondrial function, uh, cellular function, eliminating specific microbes and parasites and things that we don't always know that we're dealing with that hold on to things like glyphosate, which is Roundup. They hold on to heavy metals. They hold on to um, uh, uh, mycotoxins. And they just, they, they continually create this toxic burden on the body that when we're, we're, we're sick and we can't figure out why, there's something always more going on. And the goal for me in my practice, the goal for any functional nutritionist, functional medicine doctor, People like Jess is to get to the root cause of that dysfunction and understand that balance that dysfunction, so then the body has the ability to do what it's supposed to do on its own, right? We don't we don't want to just supplement stuff. We want to get to the foundation, and so uh, that's what CellCore is about. They're a great company. You can only get their products through practitioners, and it's important to keep it that way <laughs> because they are very very strong and they work really well and I appreciate them. I, um, uh, and I just, I just love them. I think they're great. I've seen amazing things with their, with their supplements. So, um, okay. Keto. What I know when, in doing my own research and when clients come to me Um, And most people who come to me who are dealing with cancer, I tend to send to you. There are a few that that I haven't that didn't feel like I needed to. But um, most really intense ones, I'm like, okay, they're going off to Jess and Jen. (laughs) Um, But there's always the question, what do I eat? And should I be vegan? Should I be vegetarian? Should I do keto? Should I do should I track macros? Should I you know there there are so many of these diets out there that in my mind in a, in in a normal healthy body, we don't diet it's a lifestyle, right We eat well, we keep our you know it's it's good healthy fat, good healthy meat, lots and lots of vegetables, a little bit of fruit pretty good, right but When we're dealing with a situation like cancer, there there are different directions that we might be able to go, and I would assume that it's very individualized. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. So kind of what I said earlier about how um, with the era of personalized nutrition, it it, we kind of have to unlearn through some unschooling a little bit. So. It's less about the protocol, more about the person, so we sort of work backwards for customizing dietary therapy, so it's gonna depend on a lot of things. So there's a couple different places to start. So um, in my book, The Metabolic Approach to Cancer, we have, uh, there's a quiz in chapter two. Mm-hmm. So, and we also have that quiz for free on the Oncology Nutrition Institute website. But it looks at 10 different areas of where to prioritize and um, assess imbalances, right? So genetics epigenetics we also like mm-hmm. to do some nutrition uh nutrigenomic testing mm-hmm. that's actually it's been great. a really fun game changer mm-hmm. in our practice in the last five years uh mm-hmm. learning all about that can really help to answer uh, a lot of the vegetarian vegan uh you yes. know questions based on types of fatty acids mm-hmm. um because uh and uh and different lipid uh, components. And so that's been really fun because it's helped to answer some questions of like, dude, I went on a ketogenic diet and my cholesterol went through the roof. It's like, well, actually we can avoid that Mm -hmm. if we do some nutrigenomic testing ahead Mm of time. Um, And then, uh, you know, so we're looking at that. We're looking at um, metabolic function, blood sugar levels, those types of things. We're looking at stress and biorhythms, environmental toxins. We need to assess it. I think we really underscore, but um, we're learning a lot more about the role that, what is in our out exterior environment, plays in toxins from shampoo, lotion, toothbrush. I mean, you, the list is endless of all the products we use during the day and that are not regulated for safety, um, earbuds, things like that. Um, we're looking at hormones, biorhythms. I mean, just inflammation, a whole host of different, know systems based approach so let's look at the function of the endocrine system the neurological system you know kind of chucking through all of the body's bioregulatory systems and then we like to nutrient test so we teach our students like you know we can guess all we want but if we can get some a picture a little bit ahead of time Mm -hmm. and do some more comprehensive assessments so you know, medicine sort of remains stagnant um, for the last 30 years with looking at basic things like I was talking about with the vitamin D. So the more of a picture that we can get from, you know, we have a kind of a metabolic terrain um, a nutrition evaluation lab, kind of core set of labs we look at and do some of the nutrigenomic testing, micronutrient testing, mm-hmm. some uh, Dutch hormone testing to kind of look at endocrine system involvement. Mm-hmm. And then from there, <laughs> If there's a lot that goes into one person, Mm -hmm. um, then you have to take into consideration what treatment someone's doing. So are they, what type of immunotherapy are they on? What research is out there that's showing maybe beta-glucans are gonna be synergistic with this? Maybe there's a role of the microbiome with this particular immunotherapy. What are they doing for surgery, radiation? Because nutrition therapy approaches can and should change based on where someone is in their journey so we may be working with someone who's got like a very acute digestive issue so what we're seeing a lot more now is um icc um, uh, iic uh, immunotherapy induced colitis so that is um, sort of more of a common thing that shows up for people when they're in immunotherapy so um some of these kind of complex advanced digestive disorders that's sort of like yeah, maybe I want you on keto, but you're having diarrhea all day, mm-hmm. so we're, you know, so we need to train our practitioners how to get out of the, like, it's always keto, or it's yeah, always vegan, yeah. or it's always, it's, it doesn't work. So right. we need to be able to personalize and adapt what we're doing. That's true medicine, is adapts to where the person's at, because we change every day. Mm-hmm. Treatments change, side effects change, priorities change. People travel, they're going to a birthday party all sorts of stuff how do we adapt and how do we accommodate to what's going on in someone's life so there's so many ways of you know we have a whole 10 week course on assessments and how to evaluate uh you know someone walking in the door because it's not just like you know you're 38 years old you have a stage 2 breast cancer you're going to get xyz treatment and that's everybody kind of going through conventional Mm -hmm. um allopathic medicine and that's fine and that works. And I think that what we hear a lot is like, oh, you know, why didn't my doctor tell me all about this? I asked about nutrition, and why didn't they tell me what I could do? It's not the doctor's fault. It's not their fault. They just didn't learn about nutrition, uh, you know, in relation to it. So um, so everyone sort of has these Boilerplate protocols, and we have to get away from that and kind of work backwards and, and let the person sort of dictate what it is. Because we teach—I mean, you may want someone on an AIP, you may want someone on gaps, you may want someone on low fodmaps, you may want someone on keto, you may want someone to do mitochondrial repair, doing like a Wallace protocol. Mm. You know, there's so many different therapeutic diets out there, and, and it has to be custom, yeah, customary
0: yeah, to, yeah. So each person. Te- Pretty intense. There's a yeah. to get to. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true, and even when we're dealing with with fairly healthy people, you know, and you know, I mean, I deal with some pretty sick people, but uh, not not like you do, right? <laughs> uh, but still, no matter what, it is an individualized approach. No matter what, and if if we're not getting an in individualized approach and individualized care, I think we're falling short. Um, and it. it that's you know what we have to do, which also kind of goes back to the labs that you run and, 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 the, and how important labs are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they're, you know when it comes to the functional world versus allopathic world, you know some of m- they are, there are some differences. Now when you're looking at cancer labs and things like that, um, all important, but you want to understand the micronutrient deficiencies because that can play a role in the body being able to fight cancer. Right or any other condition. You want to understand how estro- how hormones are being detoxified. You want to understand the the uh, the epigenetic snips that you may have that maybe don't allow for detoxification properly. So you can support that process. There's so many things, and and you know, I love. What's so fun for me is how excited you get. (laughs) You get all wound up because that's how I get to. i mean, I you just get so wound up. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. Go ahead.
1: To my daughter this morning, I was like, you know, I think a lot of people go to work and they don't like it. I think I don't know what the estimates are. like 50% of people go to work and they don't like it. And so, uh, you know, to be able to go to work and and feel like really – passionate and that you can mm-hmm. have the ability to change and, and make a difference I think is just it's such a it's such a blessing, you know? It's such a blessing to be able to do something that you feel passionate about and get excited about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it it's really true. And I find that more and more as I practice more and more and you know, you become, you know, maybe a little more confident in what you're doing, but you're seeing you literally see, I did actually I I think I did a Facebook live about this last night, which is my favorite part in practice is seeing those light bulbs go off for people so the light bulb, whether it's I figured out what it is that makes my belly hurt or I've had knee pain for three years and now I can go up the stairs with no pain or I've not been able to focus on my work or my family or whatever it is and Now I know what it is that creates that inability to focus, you know, with something that I'm eating or whatever the case may be. It's all these things. And it really, what lights me up is watching them light up. (laughs) Totally.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking that too. It's like I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, you want to work with a team. You want to get a great team that's excited and knowledgeable in their role modeling. What you want to be, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. how you know people walk in. Oh, my doctor was overweight and grumpy and tired and and and, and not supportive and didn't Mm -hmm. listen to me. Get another one. And I have to remind people: your doctor works for you. Your insurance Mm may be them, but you—they still work for you. So people need to get a little bit more of the confidence back to be like ask questions. Those type of things. But I'll tell you what, if I'm going to have someone on my team, I want someone who's healthy, vibrant, inspired, motivated, educated. If someone hasn't done a class in 20 years and they're still talking about what they learned in medical school 30 years ago, outdated. Mm -hmm. We're we're coming so far. We're moving so fast. We need people who are staying up on the research and being educated about what's new and innovative in medicine, not what they learned 30 years ago. Because 30 years ago, what, what did I have... Cassette tapes in my car. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we oh, yeah. gotta, gotta be be walking the walk, talking the talk, and staying up on what's going on. So that's why I transitioned into education because mm-hmm. you're learning. There's yeah. so much learned all the time. So
0: much, yeah. You know, and it, 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 it is interesting because that's what I have to tell people. I I try to, to get things covered by insurance when I can. Most things I do aren't covered by insurance, right? Um, but You know when they're going to find a new doctor I'm always telling them or just to go and see their doctor at all and they're like well what do I tell them about you and what we're doing it's always you're interviewing your doctor if they're a new doctor or whatever it is you're interviewing them and you're you are the one who has the power to hire them or to fire them and you need to take that power and tell them I am doing my best to gain control of my health, whether it's gain control or to optimize, whatever it is. This is what I'm doing. I need to know that you're going to be on my team and that you're going to support me and my wishes and my goals and help to guide me because you have expertise in other areas, but be yeah. a part of my team. Um, you know, talking about my mom, this is an, it's just interesting kind of going back to the the closed-mindedness and the the, the, the lack of... Of the ability, maybe, to go outside of, of what you already know, or maybe it's a chip. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but my mom was diagnosed with Hashimoto's when I was in school, and it was it, you know this isn't a, a yay me, but it was a it was a mom. You need to get your thyroid tested. You need to get your thyroid tested. Well, they did. They tested my TSH, and it's fine. Mom, you need to get your you need to do a whole an entire you know. And I was at the end of school, thankfully, so I'm, I have an idea of what I'm little idea of what I'm talking about, but. Anyway, she ended up, they were like, oh, yeah, you're positive for Hashimoto's. She had all of these symptoms, and they just kept brushing her off and kept brushing her off. Finally got the diagnosis, went to an endocrinologist. The endocrinologist, she told him that uh, her daughter was a nutritionist, and he said, well, food has nothing to do with your thyroid. We're going to put you on medication until it dies, and we'll take it out. <laughs> I
1: don't need i It's just so stupid. I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: duh. Like, come oh. on. At some point, you got to be like, really, that's the best we can do? That's the best we can come up with. I know. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's just, it is honestly laughable because that is, <laughs> it's just like, why don't we try some other non-toxic, non-invasive approaches first and see if that works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just try something that <laughs> won't hurt anybody uh-huh. in six months. If it doesn't improve. then
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it is, it's truly amazing um, and it's sad and I just realized that today's an early day. Um, so I hate to do this but we're going to have to jump off here in just a minute. Oh, it goes by so fast. <laughs> um, so before we do, uh, I want to make sure that if there's anything else you want to touch on, anything else you want to talk about real quickly. No. Ten minutes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I get my reminder. <laughs> I have to have somebody reminding me, which is good. Um, but, uh, you know, where you can be found, all of the things that we want, um, you know, how to find your assessment. That's on, Well, it's on the website, but all of the things about where to find you.
1: Yeah. Uh, the best spot is the oncologynutritioninstitute.com. And um, we've got, uh, you know, the links to the 250 hour oncology nutrition consulting certification program on there. And then there's also a page we have some uh, free and small fee classes, just if you want to just jump on and do a little learning, um, that's there too. I am um, not a social media fan, unfortunately, yeah. though, but I know that that's bad in the whole business room. I don't care I, I don't want anyone sitting in front of their boxes for longer than they have to be so i'm pretty limited but i will say that on linkedin it has become my platform of choice so we are on linkedin as school and myself and um we do have a facebook page for oncology nutrition institute but our newsletter is the best so definitely subscribe to the newsletter and um the book uh the metabolic approach mm-hmm. to cancer um, can be found wherever books are sold mm-hmm. wide. Um, we're also translated into eight different languages. And um, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love it. Go get her book, go to the website, take some of the classes if you're interested, if you need to know, if you want, just want to know more about cancer. But if you're a practitioner um, and this is a place to the, the, a, a, an area of interest for you, um, as it is for me, I would love to go through the program. I, yeah, okay. I keep, you again? <laughs> I keep, I keep talking about it. I'm like, oh. Anyway, um, it's y- you're. I mean, you you are changing the world. You're changing the world of of oncology. You're adding to it. You're giving so much. So grateful for you. So grateful for all that you're doing. Um, yeah, let's have you on again. So I'd love
1: to come back. I'm good. so psyched to reconnect with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you it you. You're great. I love what you're doing, too. Congratulations Aww. on the radio show. It's Thanks. really
0: spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. You know, I think uh, we're hitting, what are we hitting, 150,000 people now or something like that. So, like, we're like, yeah. I can <laughs> see you. I, it show's over here. I don't really know how to read this right now, but... Um, <laughs> anyway, But thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. Thank you again, Jess. Uh, of course, you can find me at Uh You can always find us here on KUHSdenver.com, streaming live every Thursday at 10 a.m. You can go to my website. You can fill out a free assessment. That assessment will come straight to me, and I'll reach out to you personally. We'll chat a little bit about what your needs are, what's going on, what we might be able to do to help. Um, Also know, I am getting out there soon, uh, my Soulful Conception program and workshop, uh, which I'm super excited about. You know, we're talking a lot about epigenetics and the importance of nutrition and being healthy, but where we have so much power is when we are creating life. And being as healthy as we possibly can today, not only does it create these the, you know, a successful pregnancy and a successful child and a successful adult, but it creates your successful children's children, children's, children's children on for the day to show seven generations. And we have, as individuals, an amazing amount of power to create and better our future um, just, by, just by being as healthy as we can when we're, when we're getting pregnant. So this is something that's for those who are 10 years out, two who are having trouble. Uh, So it's pretty wide, pretty broad for men and for women. So if you have questions about it, let me know. would love to chat about it. And I'm gonna jump off. Thank you again, Jess, we'll talk to you soon. I'm super grateful for you.
1: And you, take care, thank you, you.
0: thank you. Bye.